0: How can Christians prepare to witness to those who ask them about the hope they have in Christ? Why is gentleness and respect so important? Join us today on Family Shield. Our topic is Jumpstart Your Witness. My guest is Rev. Gregory Seltz, speaker of the Lutheran Hour radio program for Lutheran Hour Ministries. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and host for today's program. Reverend Gregory Seltz is the Lutheran Hour speaker. Besides being the speaker, he also serves as the organization's spiritual leader, evangelist, and ministry representative within the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and Lutheran Church, Canada. Before joining LHM, he served as the director of the Cross cultural ministry center and as a professor of theology at concordia university in irvine california welcome Reverend seltz thank you so much for joining us today
1: it is great to be here with you kate thank you for having me
0: all right well we're going to talk today about jumpstarting your witness right. and it's based on first peter 3 15 and 16 but in your hearts revere christ as lord Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Mm-hmm. That's a great verse from God's Word. Um and uh, as we get started, just share a little bit about why you prepared this Jumpstart Your Witness program.
1: Well, I mean, as a pastor, I mean, I've uh, been working for twenty to twenty-five years in the church, and you know, the church is, ha- has a role. Uh, it's on the mission of that Jesus Christ has given to it to be uh, testifiers of who He is for others. But people are scared. They're scared to do that. They're 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 kind of like, well, maybe we need professionals to do this kind of witnessing. And I kept telling them, no, you're all already a witness for christ and you can continue to be useful in his hands and so the goal was to to jump start them to get them to realize they're already a, a witness and they can even be better um, i was thinking of it this way you know the apostle paul says uh, be all things to all people so that you might save some well not everybody's an apostle paul but you can be what god has called you to be in service to somebody else. And so we wanted to help them do just that.
0: That's great. And I I uh, just this week had a woman say to me, Kay, I just don't know how to witness. I'm scared. <laughs> I hear
1: it all the time. You hear it all the time, all too. All the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you are right. God has given each of us gifts, and if we use those gifts uh, to, to share just our love. That's right. And relationship.
1: And that's the thing. He's bringing people into your lives for a reason, for a purpose. And you'd be surprised at how your life in Christ is already a testimony to them. Now, how can you get to the point where they do ask you mm-hmm. about the hope that's within you? And that's really then how we work through this jumpstart Your Witness.
0: Right. And so we have to prepare.
1: Right. I mean, there's things that you can always learn how to do something better. But this is something that you're already doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can even be more useful in God's hands.
0: Great. Well, what do you mean when you say that we should know up front that many questions or challenges aren't fair?
1: Well, I always tell people, I said, remember, God calls, it's a gospel event when God called us into the faith, too. It was grace that that brought us home. Um, So I'm pretty sure we weren't fair to Jesus either when we asked our questions of him. So when you're representing Christ to folks, you're going to get some questions that really, you know, in some sense, um, they're not fair to you. They, they may be a caricature of what people think you are. Um, the worst thing you can do is get offended by that. Because once you're offended by that, now you're not really worried about that other person coming to know Jesus. So my thing is I tell people, you know, you're going to pay certain prices to share the gospel. Be ready for those upfront questions that may not be fair um, but they're coming from a, a deep situation, a caricature. You just want to get past that as mm-hmm. best you can. Um, you know, I, I, remember when I was young, I used to get mad about this. Actually, uh, we watched a television show. Remember, was it all in the family? Something like that. Where We had Archie bunker yes. and my grandfather and I used to watch it. And I remember we laughed cause there's funny things on there. Later on, I began to realize that's what Norman Lear thought of Christians. You know, that he thought they were just these people who didn't think very much. They were bigots. They and I didn't realize that he was making fun of my grandfather. He was making fun of my father and making fun of people I value and love and care for. And they were passionate, loving, caring people. My grandfather was an incredibly smart person. The point was is that was a caricature. Don't get so angry about the caricature that you miss the point that this person is trying to have a dialogue with you. But uh, they may not be fair right up front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my point is learn how to get past that. Learn how to take that first hit. Keep asking them questions. You'll see why they're asking. Uh, the other time is I used to go into hospital calls sometimes, and people get mad at me as a pastor. And then I realized they weren't mad at me. They were mad at God, but I happen to be the closest yes. one there. So don't take it so personally. Okay. God didn't take it personally with you.
0: Yeah. He sure didn't. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) So that's one of the things you got to, but it's good to be ready for that so that you're emotionally prepared for some of those kinds of things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: good. Um, Will you also say, let's put these to work? Um... Uh, and, sh- and share several stories when you do this uh, workshop. Um, and I know we can't do those little right. breakout sessions here, but but why do you share those scenarios? What, what's well, the reason?
1: For yeah, that? what we do is we talk about these principles that we say are, are good, are a part of a healthy uh, witnessing lifestyle. But then we give you scenarios because, like you said, you have to apply these things to real issues. And and so then we take people through. We have uh, some situations that are acted out in kind of a video presentation. And we say, well, what would you say? And that's where they start to go, oh, okay, well, if I don't take this personally, what would I say? You know, they start to actually put real words in their own mouth and see if they could care for that person if God sent them into their life.
0: Mm-hmm. And so by... Thinking about what could happen when it does happen, they have a better idea of how to share Christ. That's right. And and
1: we get better. Like I said, the more times you've had to share something with someone or deal with a specific issue in your life, I think that's one of the reasons why we go through brokenness too in this world. Because as we begin to apply the good news of the gospel to our own life in those in those broken times, then when God sends us people who are going through the same thing, Mm -hmm. it's a little easier for us to share. That good news with them. We've exactly. been there.
0: We've yeah. been there. We've done that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Well, one of the other things you say is that we should listen like we mean it. <laughs> now, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, you know, people are intensely interesting people, and so if God sends you a person, don't be thinking, "How can I share the gospel with them?" Just get to know them and 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 listen to them. See what they're like. Ask questions. My wife is really good at this. She just loves people, and I find that once you once you listen like you really mean it you're really engaging them you want to know them not so much you want to get a message across to them well eventually people pick up on that they go man this person really cares about me then they're apt to ask you a question about something deeper that's when you get to share your faith so listen like you mean it and I got to be honest with you as a guy we don't generally listen as well I'm not saying I don't want to caricature things here but um even when we're listening really hard sometimes we can get distracted so my point is is be all in if you really care about somebody and this is a witnessing thing that you're worried about you know listen like you mean it because they're the most precious thing in your life at that moment
0: and you're gonna learn as you lit- oh. as you listen to them about who they are and what is important to them
1: right you know what i found out like that i'd ran into some people who up front asked me some unfair questions and tried to kind of do those same kind of things to me as i listened to them i understood why they said that to me and then i said wait a minute this is not about you and me this is about something else and it allowed me to even uh share the gospel with them eventually Mm -hmm. in fact some of those folks became really good friends of ours so yeah listen like you mean it because they're the most important person in your life at that moment that's
0: great and and my husband always says this to me uh, god gave you <laughs> you've heard it haven't you? <laughs> I'm, well wait
1: now. I'm, I'm ready two, go ahead Kay. two
0: ears and one mouth okay <laughs> <Right, that's... laughs> <laughs> so uh, listen twice as much as you talk there you go, there you go. well <laughs> yeah. we
1: both got to learn that don't we yeah we yeah, do absolutely yeah
0: so um uh, all right so why should we remember how the word works
1: well you are going to get an opportunity to eventually share you know the good news of the gospel with people now the That's where you need to know, well, how does the Word of God work? Um, You know, it's funny. We talk about law, gospel, in the Scripture. Well, the gospel is what saves. But the law is what most people are familiar with. You know, do this, do this, do this, and you will live. So everybody's got kind of a worldview out there. I don't care if they're Christian, non-Christian, secular, progressive, whatever. Everyone's got a worldview that says, this is how I think. If I do this, this, and this, my world's going to stay intact. Well, work that. Ask him, what do you mean by that? How you doing with that? Is it going okay? And you are going to come to the point where everybody goes, you know what? It isn't working. Now, the good news is you can share. Well, mine wasn't either, <laughs> you know. But uh, that's the point. The law always does that. The, the the moral, if it if it was up to you, where you just did this, this, and this, and everything worked out fine, Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross and rise again from the grave for mm-hmm. you. So the point is, work their worldview till they come to the point where they say, well, what answer do you have? Mm-hmm. And then you don't tell them your religious answer. You tell them about this proclamation of grace in Jesus Christ. God did something. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, it's, it's work their worldview. Uh, everybody's got a worldview. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all based on them controlling their own destiny. Well, we know as sinners, we can't do that. Right. And eventually the opportunity will present itself. Yeah. So we did this a lot in New York and LA. This is where, you know, everyone's got a way of thinking about things. So get out there and get in their lives And and work their view so you understand it, but then they understand it too.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, as we talk about law and gospel, one of the things that that I like to share, uh, especially as I'm talking to somebody, you know, trying to get acquainted with them, I try to be really open and honest about the fact that. Even though I'm a Christian, I'm not perfect. I sin. And I'll usually try to give an example, maybe not something really bad. But um, I think that being open and honest goes along with that because they need to know – who you are. Right. And and the image in our world today with unchurched people is that Christians are good people, but then they see us sinning and they say, look at that. See yeah. that Christian? They said they were a Christian, but they sinned. Right. And I think we need to be right up front to say, you know, even though we're Christians, we're not. Yeah, we're forgiven
1: sinners, we're, forgiven. we're yeah. broken healers, you know, that kind of thing. And you know what you just said there, being open and honest, that's that's one of the ways you witness. You let people into your life so they can see how Christ is there when you are successful, and he's there when you're failing. He's there in your ups and your downs. And they go, well, then who is this Jesus? You know, it's funny. I teach this, too, a lot in, into our uh, seminary uh, pastors and things. Christianity is not a religion. Now, there's, uh, there's, there's two religions in the world. There's you doing everything to try to get right with yourself and with God, and then there's this proclamation of God, doing things for on behalf of the world Well, that's christianity so you're right if someone says well you're no different than i am the answer is you're right yeah. but christ is my savior and i want him to be your savior too mm-hmm. so that's a whole different way of doing it You bet. but you got to get people to that point in their life where they ask you that yes you don't just want to tell them that. right yeah.
0: yeah i like i mean we can ask questions but I love it when they ask me a question. Correct. Share another story uh, as we go on about any of these points. Well,
1: you know, earning the right, you know, that's one of the biggest things. I know that, you know, when we were in New York, uh, there was always the street preachers, you know, the guys on the corner that, you know, uh, speaking the gospel. I'm not sure how effective that was, but I'm not going to say it's not because the word works. The word brings people to faith. But more often than not, the question was, have you earned the right? Mm -hmm. To actually, have you gotten involved in people's lives? Have you seen their pain? Have you seen their struggle? Have you walked alongside of them? I had a good friend of mine. He was our deacon. He was Etor Caballero. He's from Peru, and he was working with me as a musician in the church. And I'll never forget. He went. We used to go to the grocery stores in the neighborhood in New York, and we just tried to get to know the store owners and things like that. Well, he noticed this boy in the back, and he he noticed he was crying. I mean, he was weeping, and this was a worker. He was you know, stocking the shelves and all this stuff. And, and so he went back. He just went back and said, are you okay? Now, he spoke in Spanish, so he asked him in Spanish. And the guy looked down. He had not heard. He had been in New York for I think about three or four months. He had not talked to anybody in those three months. He was literally isolated. No one even spoke his language. And then he heard this per- person ask him, "How are you doing?" Then he asked his name, and he got to say his name. And after he helped him down and talked to him, he then brought him over to church one day because he wanted to just know of this group who was even to look at a guy like him, a nobody in the back of a store. And I thought, you know, that's earning the right. He went back there. He took time. What do you need? How can I help you? Can I help you assimilate into this big city? And can I say your name so you can hear it? I mean, it was just an incredible thing, but it's a simple thing. Yeah, sure. But so when, it, when we talk about earning the right, we're talking about, have you come alongside of somebody in such a way where well, they really do feel like you care about them? Mm-hmm. You love them. And now if you said something, they would go, you know what? Even if I disagree with you, I'm willing to listen because I know you care about All me.
0: They will listen. Yeah, yeah, they will listen when that's they right. know that. Absolutely, that's great. I have a, a few announcements to make, and then we'll continue to talk about jump starting your witness. You're listening to Family Shield. This is Kay Meyer. Each week, Family Shield offers a complimentary resource to our radio listeners. This week, we're offering the booklet "Reasons to Believe." To receive a copy of this booklet for yourself or to share it with someone you care about, call the Family Shield Response Center at one. 1- Make sure you mention the topic or the program date when you call. Why not tell a friend about the program and promote it within your congregation? We encourage you to pray for Family Shield. We are a listener-supported Radio Ministry, and we're heard on 50 stations in 25 states. If you want to give a gift, you can uh, send it to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. We also love to hear from you just uh, to tell us how the program is touching you and your life. So now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Greg Seltz, who is the Lutheran Hour speaker, and just spend a couple minutes with him before we go back to our topic to tell us what a Lutheran Hour speaker does.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, the Lutheran Hour is the longest running gospel radio program uh, on the air, all the way back to 1930. So you know, I always say it's, it was uh, Billy Graham before there was a Billy Graham. Um, it, it's still an incredible ministry. You get a chance to speak to people, almost a million people around the country, around the world. Uh, once a week, uh, you share the good news of the gospel. You take them through a text. You you preach, you teach. Um, but obviously, there's more to it than that, because then you meet people where they are out in the field, too. So... Um, it's being behind a radio microphone like this, uh, but in a little bit different way.
0: In about 1,400 stations?
1: 1,400 stations, yeah, around the country right now. But uh, in also 30 countries around the world too, so yeah, that is great.
0: And Lutheran Hour, just for our listeners, if you want to learn more, and there's much more to Lutheran Hour Ministries, is www.lhm.org. I'm just thrilled to be able to work with them, the gospel-focused ministry. I want to alert our listeners around the country that they do have regional outreach conferences?
1: Yeah. Tell well, us about uh, that. well see, the the rocks we call them the rocks. Uh, regional outreach conferences. We come into your into an area and we actually equip and train. Actually, take you through all kinds of different things like this skill set building. But then we have the Mission U uh, training program, which is online. So if you want to continue to develop your skills, your ability to share the faith, even become an evangelist, if you will, all that stuff is there for you. So, you know, it's 24-7. We can, we can continue the training process. So we believe Lutheran Hour is not just to get the word out through the radio, but also to train God's people. Um, I will say that we're the Air Force kind of softening the targets through radio and then the ground troops of the church got a knock on the doors.
0: Yeah, so. it's a partnership. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go back and continue talking about jump-starting our witness. Uh, we began uh, with 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16. Now Always be prepared to give an answer for those that uh, ask you right. about the hope that is in you. And uh, we've talked a little bit about various ways we do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we speak the truth in love and why is that relationship such a key ingredient
1: well you know when you think about it uh, as i've learned and and seen things happen you have two kinds of folks out there you got people love to speak the truth um, but they're not really that concerned about how it hits you and then you got people who just want to love you but they're really not sure they want to speak the truth to you and the lord calls us in our witness to speak his truth so we got to know the scripture but for the sake of the people we're talking to not for our sake that's where it gets a little bit difficult. Um, you're going to pay a price to share things with folks, uh, and there's a sense where do you want to pay that price? Are you do you really want them to have this? And if their first response is, "Why did you tell me this?" Are you going to then suddenly, you know, abdicate your work and and, and stop really caring, or are you going to hang in there with people, pay that price, or keep earning the right, and and keep you know uh, speaking that truth for their sake? Um, you know, that's that's one of the toughest things. And that's why uh, Peter even says, with gentleness and respect, because, again, you, you're you caring. Do they hear that this is God's message for them? Mm-hmm. I just happen to be the mouthpiece. Someone did it for me. I'm willing to do it for them. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to build a relationship there, right? I yeah. mean, speak the truth because they know you love them and you, you care so much about them. You want them to have this. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different way of doing it. It's not like you're a professional witnesser. Mm-hmm. you're a person who's just willing to pay that price sure um, so again but but again, the other thing is speak the truth i mean we're the the Word of God, you know Jesus is the way, the truth and the life uh this word works, this gospel heals, it does forgive, mm-hmm. so we always want to speak the truth, but again, for their sake
0: and the gospel trans uh transforms lives
1: absolutely. Absolutely. But it's
0: getting there. Now, <clears throat> I have found a lot of times God opens doors for me to share my faith while I'm on a plane. So those relationship-building <laughs> times doesn't always take weeks or months right. or years.
1: That's why you got to be ready. There's a sense where after a—you know, it's funny. Some people—maybe um, you're one of these folks. They just—when you sit down next to them, you just kind of trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I mean, there I know folks like that. In fact, my wife is one like that. People just kind of start—they want to share things with them. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready for those kind of moments too. You don't always have to build long term relationships to do this, but again, there's a certain level of trust. And the way you know that someone trusts you is they start asking you the yes, questions. Absolutely. Well, I'll give you an example. I was on a plane. I, I began doing this. Luther wrote these great morning and evening prayers. You know, we as Lutherans we do them all the time. I thank the God. You know that you've watched over me this night. And we we have these prayers that we do. And I put them on a card, and I just. When I'm when someone asks me what do I do and if I'm a pastor, which tends to tends to stop the conversation sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I usually pass. I said, "Here's a prayer that I know will bless you, and I know it'll get your day started and get your day closed." Well, they'll start reading that prayer, and once they look at that, they go, "Well, that's not a bad prayer." And then they'll start asking me questions. Then they'll start to say, "Well, what about this?" And I said, "Oh, do you really want to know? Yeah." And then you get to share with them. That's you know, maybe a half hour, hour mm-hmm. on an airplane it can mm-hmm. do a lot of good.
0: That's great. That reminds me, when I was in Tampa speaking a, a, a while back, I've I've talked about this many times, but I've never actually seen it in action. Maybe you do it. The pastor took us all out for dinner, mm-hmm. and prior to uh, the prayer, he asked the waitress. Uh, he said, "We're going to be praying in just a minute." Here, there was a group of about twelve people, and he said, "Do you have anything we could pray for?" For yeah, so that's so great. I I've heard it. I've listened to people, share it, but it was the first time that I've actually been involved, and in it. it was so awesome because this little waitress within just uh, um, two minutes, had told us she was a Christian. she had a thirteen year old daughter that lived away that was having problems. Would we pray for her and And then she walked off, you know, I just love it. Do you do that?
1: Well, it was interesting. what we taught like when we were in the city, I said again, if you really believe you're here to bless the neighborhood, so you you're you're here because you think you are here to bless the folks around you. I said, well let's go to the businesses, the places where we eat, the places where we do things, and let's just leave them a card. We would leave our card there, and we say we're praying for your business every Wednesday. But if you ever have a specific concern, write it on the back of the card. Next month I'll come, I'll take it, and we'll pray more specifically. Well, over time they saw me eating, you know, the donuts at the same <laughs> shop and the beets at the same corner thing. But at, over a while they said, man, they care about us. And occasionally we'd get these folks slipping us those cards back. I said, if you throw the card out, it's fine with me. But if you'd like, we will pray for you. And even more specifically, well, that's what I mean by earning the right. Mm -hmm. Now they're actually saying that church wants to bless us. And that's a whole different way to talk about Jesus.
0: That's great. I I just, like I said, it was just such a blessing. And uh, prayer is a way to open doors and, and help people because, most of the time, if you let people know you will pray for them, they'll find something to, that you can pray for.
1: Do I have time for a quick story? Yes. Oh, you know, one of the things we did, um, again, in New York, was a little easier to do, but we took prayer outside. We did it on the street corner. We had a prayer station. And uh, so we, we, had, we thought, okay, well, we'll say to folks, hey, we'll pray for you today. We had water, cold water. In New York, that's a cool thing on a summer day. And we had some tracts that we'd hand out. We thought we were going to give all the water away, Give some of the tracks away, and a few people would stop for prayer. You know what happened? We had people lined up around a corner to pray. They wouldn't take the water because they said, give it to someone who needs it, and they took the tracks, about half of them, and then we would tell them, now, if you want to know more about why we're out on this street corner praying for you, that's our church just down the way.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: I just thought there's a spiritual hunger even in New York even in LA? LA? I mean, yeah. come on. So.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, yeah, we have about two and a half minutes left. So I want to, you know, just uh, uh, do you have any other quick thoughts about jump starting your witness?
1: Well, first again, folks, if you're out there right now, you're already a witness. So don't, don't make this such a big thing. You will get better and better at this as you just allow Christ uh, to be reflected in your lives. So Wherever you're at in the folks that are in your life, just start to think of those as great opportunities. And then be intensely interested in the folks that are in your life. Get to know them. Be friends to them. And over time, there will come opportunities when people say, well, how would you deal with this? And then you can share not who you are, but who Christ is for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said. Be yourself. There's only a few Apostle Pauls, but there's every one of us.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, witnessing uh, can be, should be fun. It should it be. It sounds like it is for you. I know <laughs> I love when God opens the door, and I, I one thing I, I say often is don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes Christians that think they should do this, it's kind of a law, we got to do this, yeah. can really be It can be damaging. Right. Um, so we need to be really careful about that. Again, my guest is Reverend Greg Seltz, and we've been talking about jumping. Start Your Witness. There's much more you can learn through Lutheran Our Ministries. And I encourage you again to connect uh, through the website www.lhm.org to learn more about the ministries and uh, how you can get involved. Uh, one of the other points you were talking about what you did in the prayer stations, the churches out there should be getting involved with Lutheran Hour Ministries because uh, radio and and congregations go together. Yeah, we're and in this you together. You can find ways to uh, connect right. and get people involved and uh, I just encourage you to do that because it's important churches need ways to get out beyond the walls of the church
1: Right. let us be your digital outreach resource Christ to the nations but we want to bring the nations to your church
0: very good well this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield I would encourage you if you need a church to give our uh, response center a call we would be happy to refer you to a local congregation in your area again I want to thank you for listening Um, May God bless you this day. And uh, if you want to learn more about Family Shield, you can go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks again for listening. God
1: bless.